There's so much that's going on today. There's so much going on. We that have lived a long life, or as Brother Thornton said, we that are seasoned. We that have lived a long life. We have been able to see transitions and changes that have left us, left us gobsmacked. Left us gasping. To see the, 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 the dramatic shift in this that we call society, you know. We, we, we've got some changes that are unbelievable. We've got some things going on that cause us to become fearful if we're not careful. We're watching things unravel in front of our eyes. And the greatest thing that's unraveling is sensibility. Things that do not make sense are now considered credible. Things that are absolutely asinine and, 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 and imbecilic is, is now seen to be something intelligent, yes. We're watching people tell us that the wrong is the right way. And the right way is archaic and it's the wrong way. We're being told that we have got to let go of our own cultural truths and biblical truths to embrace the insanity known as culture today. Somebody help me. To embrace something as insane as what they call the culture of the day. Doesn't it make you a little concerned? Or, or are you just rolling with it and just saying, or just saying this is life? This is not life. What we're seeing is insanity. I'm going to lose some of you. That's okay. You know, I, I, I'm looking for Kevin Rodriguez. I'm looking for Jules. I'm looking for all these fellas. If y'all are watching, y'all better be here next week. I'm not playing with you. And, and we have got to stand up in a time of darkness and shine a light so bright that it's undeniable. I'll keep on. We've got to be the ones. We've got to be the ones that shine the light so brightly that it is undeniable. We've got to let them know that truth is truth. Truth is not, can't be, it's not variable. You can't change truth. Truth is just truth. There's no such thing as your truth and my truth. There's only one thing called truth. There's only, there's only one truth. You cannot alter the truth. You cannot configure it to your opinion. Truth is truth. I'm not hearing this over here. I'll keep talking over here then. Truth is truth. We can't, I can't change because because of, of culture's changed. I can't change because of tradition. I can't change and call a boy a girl and a girl a boy. I can't change and take away pronouns. And, Instead of calling you him or her, calling you it and them. Can't do it. And I don't apologize for not being able to do it. Because I got something called sense. My parents taught me sense. I was raised up with sense. And it was good sense. That is irrever irreversible. You can't change the truth. Well, I feel like a woman. Well, that's okay, but I got news for you. You are what your biology says you are. 
I see some of y'all on the borderline, y'all. It's okay. You don't have to agree with the truth. It doesn't change the truth. You don't have to agree with the truth, but the truth will remain. Jesus said this. He said, sanctify us by thy truth. Your word is truth. And the word of God has got to be that defining factor. The word of God has got to be the defining But I don't believe in the Bible. It doesn't change the Bible from being the Bible. The Bible is not the Bible based on whether somebody validates it or not. The Bible is not looking for somebody's approval. The Bible been here longer than your opinion been here. And it's going to be here long after you're gone. Oh, yes, it will. Hear what I'm telling you? Well, it's been, it been tampered by a man. A man wrote the Bible. Oh, yes, a man did write the Bible. Because Jesus didn't come down and put a pen to paper. But the Bible has been inspired by God. God breathed on holy men. They wrote the stories. They wrote what God said. They wrote the events. It is a biblical truth. y'all gonna make me I'm trying to tell you and that cannot be changed it cannot well see you don't understand that it meant I, I, I got you man I got the Greek I got the Hebrew I got that I, I, I study I got that but you can't tell me that Jesus was wrong You can't tell me that the Bible is incorrect. Some people literally study to try to find the inconsistencies of the Bible. And because your study is on a false premise at its beginning, you will deem things that are credible as wrong to prove your unfounded fact. You can't go into the study with a jaded mind. Because you're going to contort everything you see. Y'all not hearing me. You've got you to be, you be understanding of the spiritual in order to get this Bible. Because the Bible is not an academic book. The Bible is not an academic, it's not a science book. It's not war and peace. It is not algebra today. It is not something that's academic. The Bible is a living book that has to be spiritually discerned. The Bible doesn't make sense to the carnal mind, to the natural mind. The Bible doesn't make sense because the carnal mind, the natural mind has a law. The first law of nature is self-preservation. That means you come first. But the first law of the kingdom in the Bible is to esteem others higher than yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm losing some of you. That's what makes this thing spiritually impactful because it's based on the spiritual purpose that God designed. Amen. 
And you can sit with a bunch of people sitting down having a confab, talking about the legitimacy of the Bible all day long. But the bottom line is when you finish, when you finish refuting, disputing, when you finish trying to tear down, trying to claim that it's invalid, trying to claim that it's an archaic tome, when you're finished, the principles of that Bible still remain. I don't hear the Christians here. I don't hear the people that live by this word. The Bible said that the heavens and earth will pass away before one jot or tittle of this word. I don't hear anybody. Goes undone or falls to the ground. It cannot happen. And that's the problem that the world has with the church. Because the true church won't bend. The true church refuses to let down. Well, how can you call, you know, God, I did that, and I say what you want to say. The true church is rooted and grounded in the truth of God and his word. I don't hear the church. True church, true church, we, we are not going to bow our knee to society. We are not going to follow a Nebuchadnezzar spirit. We are not going to bow to Jezebel. We are going to stand up and declare the truth of God. Jesus Christ is the way. Jesus Christ is the truth. Jesus Christ is the life. No man can come to the Father but through Jesus Christ. I want you to know that Islam. I want you to know that Buddha. I want you to know that Vishnu. I want you to know that Krishna. I want you to know that. There's only one way to God. And that's through Jesus our Christ. If you believe it, put your hands together and shout a shout to God. We are at a time that is troubling. We are at a time that we are standing at the brink of a demonic change. And it's no longer focused on us. It's focused on our children. Hallelujah. And the church has an obligation to stand in its authority and to declare what God has said, show the love of Jesus Christ, rescue the perishing, care for the dying, snatch them in pity from sin and the grave, weep o'er the erring one and lift up the fallen, tell them of Jesus, the mighty to save. Tell them Jesus is merciful. Hallelujah. That is the job of the church, to let the world know about the loving Christ. But the church being under attack needs to understand that there have been some promises and some insurance policies or assurance policies that have been put out on every Christian. Every believer has an assurance policy. Oh, I feel like preaching. Every believer in the darkest, the most troublesome, the most problematic times has a blessed assurance. Oh, 
oh, I'm about to lose it. They have a blessed assurance that causes them to sleep on a stormy boat. The blessed assurance that causes them to walk strong even when sickness has been diagnosed. A blessed assurance to let them know that even if I don't have a bank account, there is a resource that God has given that will not fail. I don't hear anybody here. A blessed assurance that if our mother and father forsake us, the Lord will hold us up. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste, a taste before heaven, a taste before we get to eternity. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Who am I? I'm an heir of salvation. Who am I? I've been purchased by God. I've been born of his spirit. I've been washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. I am praising. I'm praising my Savior. I'm praising the one who saved me. I'm praising the one who took my punishment. I'm praising the one who died in my place. I'm praising the one who gave me eternity. I'm praising my Savior all the day long. Oh, just put a praise on it. I gotta get myself together. Have a seat, let me finish. I got 10, 15 minutes. We have an assurance policy that causes us to sleep at night. We have an assurance policy that causes our worryation to be minimized. It doesn't mean we don't worry, but we don't worry to the point of frustration and, and depression and, and, and hopelessness. I don't hear anybody. Because some of us have been through stuff that has been absolutely hellish. Some of us have been at the point where we didn't know what we were going to do. I, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed because you came out all right. Some of you have been, some of us have been to the point where we didn't know how we was going to make it, but we made it. But we're still here. Look at somebody say, I'm still here. Because we have, Oba! Because we had a blessed assurance. A blessed assurance that if the Lord is on my side, I'll make it out all right. Hit somebody say, it'll be all right. It'll be all right, it'll be all right, it'll be all right. Hit three people say, it'll be all right, it'll be all right, it'll be all right. Elder James, Minister Brett, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking every one of the homiletical standards. Uh, uh, uh. To, my, to my theological brothers, I'm, I'm kind of messing up the structure of the homiletics. But, but, but right now, I feel like in this dark day, I've got to encourage the believer 
I want you to hear me. I have to encourage the believer because the believer in Jesus Christ is under assault. The believer of Jesus Christ is dealing with demonic attacks. The believer in Jesus Christ is being bombarded with sicknesses. The believers in Jesus Christ are facing a false doctrine that is rising up. The believers in Jesus Christ are being marginalized by mankind. But I got news for you. You are on the right track. <laughs> the Bible said, and let me go to my scripture that I should have started with. The Bible said in the book of Isaiah, the third chapter, the 10th verse, and this keeps me encouraged constantly. It says, but to the righteous, I want you to say, it, whatever it is, shall be well with you. For you will eat the fruit of your faith. You will eat the fruit of your doing. You will eat the fruit of your belief. You will eat the fruit. Say unto the righteous. Let me stop here. It'll be all right. Raise your hand and say, it'll be all right. Now, I must make my apologies because this message is not for everybody. This message is not for everybody that's in the room or watching. This message has a qualifying factor. The qualifying factor is you got to be righteous. <laughs> I'm not just throwing out promises to make you feel good. People want to feel good in their wrong, but I want you to know your wrong disqualifies you from the promises. I don't, oh yeah, yeah. I believe in God. I know your belief isn't good enough. Your life with him is the thing that qualifies you. Uh, there are some promises that are to everybody because he reigns on the just as well as the unjust. But then there are some promises that have qualifications. <laughs> Y'all not hearing me. There's some, there's some promises that have qualifications. You know, they're, 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 the, the, for the Lord shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's, uh, that's based on how you live. Man, y'all, y'all not getting this. There are some things that are only for the house. There's some things that, there's some privileges that only come with you being in the house when God is your father. Amen. Because everybody can't eat the, the, the children's bread. Everybody can't partake if you're not a part of the family. Amen. Amen. And this scripture is a qualifying scripture. This promise is by qualification. Say unto the, say unto the, say unto the righteous, those that are living holy, those that are doing the right thing, those that are living the right lifestyle, those that are walking upright with God, those that are holding on in the hardest of times, those who are not allowing their faith to fluctuate, those that 
are standing strong in the word those that are crying tears but not bending their knee I don't hear anybody here say unto the righteous that have been fighting the good fight of faith say unto the righteous that have been crying in the midnight hour but have been praising her say unto the righteous that have endured hardness like a good soldier say unto the righteous that your struggle and your living is not in vain just like there's a reward for evil just like there's a reward for wickedness there is a reward for the righteous Melissa not when we get to heaven but right here on terra firma right here on this earth there is a promise to the righteous no matter what you're going through it'll be all right no matter how you're struggling don't let your struggle fool you it'll be all right you've been through hardship before and you came out it'll be all right you've struggled before and watched God work it'll be all right even if you lose you win it'll be all right you can look at your family and say I got you covered because I'm righteous it'll be all right let the righteous give God a praise right now I don't hear you let God know you believe the insurance policy come on righteous in the middle of your struggle give God a praise in the middle of your trial give God a praise in the middle of your lack give God praise in the middle of your troublesome time give God praise raise it up raise it up raise it up raise it up
preaching. God is on the case for the righteous. Even as we sit in this sanctuary, God got his hand on your sons and daughters. Even as you worship him on this day, God, he's fixing your health. Even as you're in this praise, God, he's got your back. He's got your front. He's got your side. He's got your feet. He's got your head. It'll be all right. I feel like preaching. It'll be all right. Satan is under your feet. Satan is already destroyed. Satan will not get a victory out of you. Oh, my, 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 my. No win. No win, no victory. No win, no victory. I will not be defeated. Everything. You gotta let the enemy know. You've gotta let the enemy know. I'm not just swinging at the air. I'm not just flailing. I'm fighting a strategic fight. I'm not fighting by my natural strength, but I'm fighting with my faith. And my faith tells me that I will be victorious. Let me take that back. Not that I will be. Right where I am, in the middle of my struggle I don't hear you in the middle of my problem I am victorious for the battle's already won I stand as the benefactor I have every promise of God and that is yay. It'll be. I don't hear you. It will be. All right. Take confidence. Take confidence. Take confidence. No matter what you're going through, in-house, online, no matter what it is, let your faith be greater than your problem. Some of you didn't hear me. Let your faith speak louder than your problem. For the just shall live by their faith. Your faith speaks. Your, your faith speaks. And your faith speaks 
above and beyond the problem. Your faith is not hindered by the problem. But your faith looks at the problem and says, oh, my, my, my blessing is on the other side of you. And you go over your problem or you burst through your problem, but your problem sure don't stop you. I wish I had somebody. You endure your problems and you watch your problem come to an end. It'll be all right. Tired of Christians being so negative. You ought to get tired of being so, so defeated. You ought to get tired of looking at things so bleak. You got to look at these situations and problems and circumstances and let them know you're messing with the right one. You messing with the right one. Because I ain't no easy kill. I, I'm not an easy kill. My faith is intact. And I have looked at mountains before. I've looked at Mount Everest-sized problems and seen God bring it down. I have dealt with addictions that I saw God destroy. I have dealt with mentalities that I've seen God change. Hallelujah. I've seen them put families together. I've seen them heal broken hearts. I'm trying to tell you no matter what you're dealing with, it'll be, I don't hear you here. No matter what you're struggling with, it'll be, I gotta stop here. I gotta stop. The Bible said, the Bible said that, I think it's the book of Proverbs, he said, death and life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You gotta, you gotta speak some good things. And, about, and they that love either death or life shall eat the fruit thereof. If you stay in the negative, you're going to eat the fruit of the negative. If you stay in the realm of complaint, you're going to eat the fruit of complaint. The realm of depression and oppression, you're going to eat the fruit of oppression and depression. Amen. Amen. When you stay in the realm of negativity, that's what your meal will be. And that's what you will grow thereby. It is within our power to have what we say concerning to our life's mentality. I'm not talking about speaking things into existence. I'm talking about you making it plain how you're going to live. You make it plain whether your life is going to be miserable. And you make it plain whether you're going to override the misery and live in the abundance. 
death and life are in the power of your tongue. Hallelujah. He said, I put before you today blessings and cursings, life and death. Choose life so that you and your children may live. I don't hear anybody. You got to choose life. And if you choose life, you choose it with its vicissitudes. It doesn't mean that life is going to be easy. And you can't find an easy way out. Crime is not an easy way out. I talked to some guys, drug, they thought drug dealing and, uh, and gang life, was, that's not the easy way out. That's the easy way in. That's the easy way into death. That's the easy way into prison. That's the easy way of passing a generational curse down. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes, I do. Because I come from a family that had addictions. Hallelujah. Come from a family that had gang relations. I come from a family that had these kind of violent upbringings. Come from a family that had people going to jail. I come from a family of drug sales. I come from a family of alcoholism. I come from a family of abuse. I come from a family of violence. That's where I come from. And if you keep on living like that, it will become generational. Or your children will grow up without a father or without a mother because death has no respect. Death has no respect. I don't know why I just took that shift. But if there's somebody here, hear what I'm telling you. God is speaking to our hearts right now trying to get us to understand that he is a good father. And a good father raises you up to deal with life. Good father doesn't do things for you. He teaches you how to do things. I, ha I had a good father. I'm talking I had a good father in the home, in the home. Amen, amen. And they teach you how to man up, to, 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 to woman up, take on responsibility. That's a good father. A good father just doesn't give you, give you, give you. A good father teaches you how to go, go out and get, get, get. And do it legally, with integrity. I don't hear anybody with good character. To bring honor to your name. Because a good father wants his name to have honor. I don't hear nobody. A good mother wants her name to have honor. But if you live in death, you're going to pass that down as a normative to the generations under you. They will, it'll become normal for them to have violence if violence is in the home. It'll become normal for them to, to drink if they see drinking, smoking marijuana and carrying on. It'll become their norm. It won't be something that they have to adjust to. It'll be something that was a part of their rearage. 
It'll become normal to hear that my dad and mom curse and I take on the same vulgarities. Amen. It'll be normal to see my dad and my mom hustling. Hustling is my business. It's my business. It's what I do. Don't ask me about my business. It's only a matter of time before the child takes on the same mentality. And you wind up cursing your family more than blessing your family. Amen. It's only a matter of time when they see you living with somebody you're not married to that they take on the same mentality. And to live with somebody that you're not married to is abuse. I'm, I, I just shifted. I just shifted. Bring my chair. I'm teaching right now. Give me 15 minutes of teaching and I'm going to let you go. To live with someone on the X that you're not married to is abuse. I know. You need to mind your business. This is my business. I'm the pastor. Mm -hmm. Because you deprive yourself of love. You settle for lust. And you think lust is the equivalent of love. Amen. Because if I live with you, I'm going I'm, I'm to live with somebody else too. I mean, because there's no commitment. How did I change from it'll be all right to this? And for you, sister, that lets a man lay up with you and no commitment with a ring and a paper. Not just a ring. I can buy a ring. I can get a ring out of the crack of that box. I can get a ring. But a paper from the government that says you is legally officially, unequivocally, all the Holy Baptist pastor words, married in legal wedlock, you do yourself a disservice, sister. That man don't have enough love to say, I give you my name. And all my worldly goods I to thee endow. Man, I just lost half the congregation. You should have stuck with it. It'll be all right. You should have stayed there. You ain't had to come. You ain't had to come into my house. There ain't none of your business what I do or not. It's not me. I didn't give this message. He gave this message. It is not my. It's not my purpose to come into your bedroom. It is my. I gotta obey what he tells me to say because he's only saying it for your good. Sister, he's only saying it because you need a man that will love you enough to sacrifice everything for you. Am I, have I gone too far, Marlene? He, 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 needs, he needs you to know your worth. Well, I can't make it without Jimmy. I can't make it without Ramik. Trust me, my good sister. You will wake up tomorrow morning and it'll be all right. Oh, yes, it will. 
you ain't gonna be nothing without me. I was something before you came. And I'm not gonna let you make me feel like I'm nothing if you leave. If you leave, bye bye. Bye 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 bye. Because it'll be. I can't raise my children by myself. You are already. If you living with a man that don't put his name on you and don't treat you like the queen you are, you living by yourself already. Did I lose y'all ministers? Did I lose y'all? I'm reading a book right now that says no more crumbs. On the third chapter right now, a book that says no more crumbs. Sisters, stop taking the crumbs. Stop accepting the crumbs. I'm talking to you ladies. It'll be all right. Minister Brett, I don't know how I shifted here. And my brothers, my brothers, my, my, my good brothers, we got to do better. Now, wait a minute, don't get me wrong, all men aren't bums. No, and we ain't gonna let nobody make it seem like all men are bums because of the few bums that are men. Men have integrity. Men live by strong ethics. Men are protectors. Men let their women know that it'll be a man covers a man gives his name and his life. A man will work so you don't have to. A man will give you the shirt off of his back. A man will build a home. And I'm not talking about brick by brick. I'm talking about integrity by integrity. I'm talking about good character by good character, instruction by instruction, love by love. A man will build his house. A man will hug his boys and cover his girls. A man will take care of the things that are important. A man will make sure he has a family, not just children. Y'all not hear what I'm, that's it, honey. She went and grabbed her husband's hand and said, he's a good man. That's what I'm, she's an usher. She ain't even supposed to be in the aisle right now. But her thing is you talking about my husband right now. A man, a man respects a woman. A man never calls a woman out of her name. And a man doesn't let nobody call this woman out of her name. Hallelujah. And his woman ain't his woman until he signs that paper. 
you can be you can be angry with me if you wanna I'm trying to give you something called truth well I don't believe in marriage that's your business I can't make you believe in truth but I'm not gonna change the truth to make you feel good hey brothers how y'all feeling see some of y'all kind of mean mugging me it's okay it's okay I've been a man for 63 years I ain't changing it is not to provoke you it's to cause you to change it'll be all right because when you do it the right way it makes you righteous y'all miss it righteousness doesn't come by knowing scriptures righteousness comes by doing the right thing I gotta stop now my time is up no 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 so what are you saying pastor what are you trying to say pastor you was doing good at first but when you got in my in my business i want you to be plain what is you trying to say trying to say get out no shh i'm trying to say get out trying to say that if you want to be right do it the right way get out of the drugs get out of the addictions get out of the abuses get, get, get out of the disrespect get out of the sin get out it'll be alright God will honor you when you do it the right way No, God will really be on your side when you do it the right way. I will end as I began. These are qualifying blessings. Blessings that have qualifications. And this qualification is righteousness. Righteousness. James said it like this. He said, be not deceived. God, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows. I'm sorry, Galatians, Galatians. Whatsoever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. Whatever a man's mind is positive or negative, that's the fruit he will eat. I don't, I don't hear anybody. God wants you to know if you're, if you're with him, he's got you. If you live holy, he's obligated to you. Amen. If you deny yourself to live for him, he embraces you with the embrace of a father. And he says, come sit with me in heavenly places. Every promise I made to you is yea and amen. 
But I'm going through a rough time. I know, but even if you walk through the valley and the shadow of death, it'll be all right. Because I'm going to be right there with you. It doesn't mean that you won't cry and it doesn't mean that you won't hurt. It doesn't mean that you won't lose some things and some people. But it does mean that I will compensate you for everything that life throws at you. Uh, I will compensate you for everything that life throws at you. Because everything that's thrown at you is not God. Well, if God is so loving, why did he do, why he do that? Why he let that happen? He's saying it wasn't me. There's a lot of things that happens by nature, by wrong choices, by evil people. But he said, but it did not come from me. But I guarantee you this. If you go into it, I'll go into it with you. And I will lead you out of it. Did you hear the last part? And I will lead you out of it. And it will be. I'm walking backwards. What I should have done was explain to you the third chapter of Isaiah. It talks about how the people have lost a sense of reasonability. How the people have lost a sense of, of, of integrity. How the people want to do things their way. How the people are tired of the authority that's over them. And wants to put authority that's malleable, put authority in that's inexperienced that they can manipulate. It speaks to you about that. It says that they, instead of having the elders in, you'll have younger people in that don't respect the, the law and the rules that the elders set. And will say, I don't want them anymore. They're too old. Here, you're my brother. You wear the father's coat. A brother cannot wear your father's coat. Your father is the only one that can wear the coat of authority. A father never surrenders authority over to a son. A father raises a son to know what authority is. But that son can never take the father's place in the house. Are y'all hearing me? The son can never take the father's place in the house. There's only one who sits at the head of the table. But in the book of Isaiah, it says that the, the, the young will rise up and say, we don't want the elders anymore. You, my brother, my equal, you take the role of a father. You, you take control so we can get rid of all these rules. Let me tell you something. Rules have a reason. Rules are set in place for a purpose. So that they can govern you into your destiny. Not prohibit you from your pleasure, but stop you from putting pleasure over purpose. And if you tell the truth, my time is up. If you tell the truth, all of us that have ever put pleasure over purpose have suffered behind it. People go to jail because they put their own pleasure and will over their true purpose.
Amen. People enter into bad relationships because they put their own pleasure over sex, over the purpose. Amen. People lose their children because they put their own pleasure over the purpose of parenting. And what God is saying is, I want to put you back on the right track. I want to put you back on the right track and I want you to live righteous on the right track so that everything can be well with you. So that you can eat that fruit of the righteous. Let me tell you something. Having been in both worlds, some of us know having been in evil and now being in righteousness, it's like night and day. And, 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 and we've gotten, we've tasted of this righteous living so tastefully that we can never revert back to unrighteousness again. Ever, 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 ever. We are so, so into righteousness that if we do fall, we jump up. If we do mess up, we wash up. Because we are determined we will never be subjected to sin again. Sin will not have dominion over us. I don't hear anybody here. And we will get ourselves together. We will hear the rebuke of the Lord. He will rebuke us. And we will say, you are right and I was wrong. But just don't let me be away from your presence. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew, renew, renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not away from your presence and don't take, don't let me mess up to the point where you walk away. Don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. Just Lord, restore the joy. If I messed up, Lord, please, I come back to you. Restore the joy of salvation. Uphold me by your free spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your loving way. Those that are out of the way, I will teach them your loving way. Those that are doing wrong, I will teach them righteousness. I will teach transgressors your way. And sinners will change because of the ways of righteousness. Sinners will be converted unto you.